This is Brittany, and welcome to the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. Hey everyone, I'm back with another interview for episode 13. It's been a bit, but being honest, I've been super busy of late, so trying to schedule these has been tough. But we're here with a new one, featuring Essex artist Lisa Wright, whose folk and country-tinged music has been championed by BBC Six Music and the Latitude Music Festival, and artists like Cam. You can check out her latest single, Ready Now, but not until you've listened to this interview with her. So I guess I wanted to um, uh, ask you, how's your year been and and how are you doing so uh, just today and so far? Yeah, I mean, um, today I, I feel great. I'm just I'm sitting in the car because I've actually just visited my nan. She's in a she's in a care home now. Um, so that's why I just see mm-hmm. her. And it's always lovely to see her. But um, yeah, my year's been it's been great, actually. I mean, obviously very hard. I, I still feel like the industry is not really back to where it used to be especially you know um even though kind of online sometimes it might feel like everyone's back to normal it really isn't so that has Mm -hmm. been a bit tricky trying to navigate that but um yeah I'm I'm really sort of optimistic with the mute like with music and what's coming out and just in general where life is going and and where I am and what's going to happen next so yeah it's very positive um you said you were visiting your uh your nan your grandmother yeah yeah, she's uh, okay. ninety three. Um, uh, oh wow! Yeah, she's had a good life. Um, <laughs> very, very interesting life. Um, is that the? Is, how many times have you been able to visit, or considering with COVID and everything? Well, we got we got quite lucky actually because she she only moved into the residential home about two months before the pandemic hit. Um, and then once she was, which is really, it was, we kind of felt was a bit of a blessing because um, obviously when when the whole country and the whole world went into lockdown, we were really worried about, you know, if she wasn't in that in the home where people were there to look after her 24-7, um, what would have happened? You know, obviously we would have done, we would have looked after her, but it was just really reassuring that there were, that she was kind of in in where she was now in almost perfect timing really but it was also so hard because uh, the, the the home sort of shut down completely so they no one could go in no one could go out and that was really hard because she we're such a close family so to kind of go from being together quite a lot seeing each other loads Uh, yeah, so my um, my background really didn't start in music too much. I I always loved singing. Um, I always loved to sing, but I didn't think that I could. I didn't think that I had um, a very good voice, to be honest. I, I just I, I listened to you know Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, and I was always so um, I just loved their music and their voices so much. And mine just never seemed to be able to do what they could do. So I just naively assumed that meant I should not be doing music at all. Um, 
and it wasn't until I was at drama school actually that I met a guy that was on the music course and he was from Canada and uh, and he was the only person in that school that seemed to like folk and roots music as much as I did. Uh, so we become we became really good friends and uh, and he encouraged me to to start writing and then um, it kind of sparked something that I didn't think that I should or could be doing. And uh, and at, at first I kind of saw gigging as a, as a bit of a chance to get some more confidence and, and to kind of see what would happen. And it just kind of snowballed really and suddenly it was this, it kind of was a new lease of life in where, in all sort of possibilities and what, what I could do and um, if people thought I was any good at it. And it was great that I had the, the acting background because I could use the kind of, I, I really like combining the two to create hopefully relatable stories and, and songs that, um people enjoy listening to because that's what I love about music the most is that you can listen to a song and it can really uh sort of it, it can hit you right in the feels as they say it can really sort of you can relate to it so much and and that's what I aim to do with 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 my music and and uh and yeah I hope people can can hear that and I hope they enjoy it um, as you were saying, uh, that your kind of acting background has helped you when, when you're uh, in your songs, um, were you planning on being an, uh, an act, an actress first or were? Yeah. So I thought, I thought that my career was going to be as an actor and I still do the both, to be honest. I still enjoy doing the two. And I, and I really strongly believe that they do go hand in hand. I think sometimes you can, you can meet people that, um, maybe don't quite see it that way. And, and so I've definitely met some people in the music industry that maybe feel a little bit, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe aren't so keen on the acting side of things. But I think all of the best singers that have ever lived throughout history are the ones that put on a great show because they, you know, they sing from the heart. Like, I know that sounds cheesy, but if you if if, if you can't make people believe what you're saying... And what you're singing, then I don't think it really has as much of an impact. And I don't, and and that's why I I, I really do believe that the acting comes uh, really really hand in hand with with music. And and I love the two. I just think I think anyone that is able to kind of, I just love creative people. I love people that enjoy going to see shows and enjoy music, enjoy theatre, enjoy any art form because it gets slated so much and it gets looked down upon so much considering that you know society and and, our, and culture rely on it as much as we should be doing but um yeah I I, uh, I thought that I was going to be an actor because I, I I just didn't have the confidence to be a musician or a singer and I don't think without the acting background I would have ever have had the confidence to be a musician or a singer so I'm I'm really grateful for yeah, for the choices and the, and the opportunities that I've been able to have. Okay. Um, I guess my, uh, my next question is, um, let's, let's talk about your uh, latest single ready now, and then kind of what the recording and creative process is, was for it. And then, it, um, and then how you typically kind of sit down and write songs. Um, yeah. So ready now, was written uh maybe about two yeah maybe almost two three years ago and I wrote it with a really great songwriter called Rachel Ferner here in London and um 
I, I'd, I'd had the concept for it for quite a long time and I had the beginning for um, probably just as long. And uh, I never really felt, I knew that it was probably one, probably quite a very, or one of the most personal songs that I'd ever tried to write. And I never entirely felt comfortable bringing it into another songwriting session. Well, I'm not really sure why. It's not because I didn't think anyone wasn't as nice, but I just, I don't know, didn't really feel quite there yet. And then I met Rachel and um, we got on really well immediately. And, and she was very quite open with um, herself. And I think maybe that kind of gave the the foundation of being like, oh, it's okay to kind of offer this you know, extremely exposing concept of mine. Um, and uh, and so I started playing and then Rachel does what Rachel always does, which is amazing and kind of goes, jumps on the idea and goes, how about this? And it just seemed to flow really well. And we kind of, it clicked and it became what it was. And it kind of, it says, I feel like it says everything that I was hoping to say. And uh, and yeah, I kind of knew that it was quite special, to be honest, from from that session. And I knew that I didn't really want to release it until, um, I, don't know, I guess, until I felt a little bit more, um, until we got, I guess, a little bit further into into the, the, the new sort of development of the style of music that I was going into. So I started to release a few a few other songs as well. And then on the, on the back of that, we've got a couple of um, uh, Spotify playlists and, and things like that. And it seemed to be like a good time to, to throw that out there. And... Um, yeah, like I, I, it's it's been really interesting the feedback from it because I love the recording process as well. Like I recorded it with um, a really good friend of mine called Matt um, at his home studio, and Matt also comes from an acting background, like that theatre background, and I think that really works well with with me and him because I almost see songs cinematically rather than um, you know mm-hmm. else. Like so, I I would kind of describe how if it was in a film, it would go here during this moment, and this is what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at having that actor background because then he picks up on it and he goes, okay, this is what we need. And he's always right. Like, he's always brilliant. He's always good at that. So um, I was really proud of the song. And I was so nervous about putting it out because it does feel a little bit like you've just completely put yourself out there in a, in a whole new realm. And uh, you're worried, are people going to listen? Are they going to like it? Do they, are they suddenly going to... Uh, have this idea of you know it sounds maybe it, it probably isn't that deep but it felt deep to me because it, it was so personal mm-hmm. uh, yeah I was really anxious about putting it out but I'm I'm really happy with the reaction that it's had and and yeah I just feel a little bit like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders now that it's out, now that I've kind of written it and it's out there and I'm so happy with it and I'm, I'm always really proud of it and uh yeah it'd be, it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens now after after it's out now that you've kind of gone there what do you where do you find the inspiration next do you know what I mean um since you mentioned that um that was one of your more more, or actually your most personal um song that you've uh released do you do you feel that it'll be easier to kind of dig deep and release uh, songs along that uh, vein and release more personal songs or do you feel like that maybe you'll have to you'll wait and um, kind of take a step back and, and just kind of not do that? Uh, 
honestly, I, st- I, I think I'm undecided because I, I used to maybe go around thinking that unless you knew what you were talking about, then how would anyone, you know, I used to think that. And then I realized that that was stupid because actually, you know, you should just, it's all about, again, in, in, in my opinion, I think that uh, the greatest music is one that speaks about character and moments in life and emotions in life. So just because it, maybe I'm not going through it at the moment doesn't mean that my friends aren't and I can't sympathise or can't speak, you know, it's, 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 it's the inspiration that you get from people and what's going on in the world. And so I think, I think what was really handy about this song is that that was probably the thing that was holding me back. So now that you've kind of um, went on it head on, surely it should make you feel a little bit lighter and freer to tap into all sorts and that's what I feel like is happening right now, and I'm really excited by it. But uh, I suppose you never really know, do you? I think it kind of the inspiration comes where it comes from, and you should just go with it and see where it takes you. Um, and to kind of uh, piggyback off of that, are you the type of um, artist or creative that can kind of like sit down and be like, "Well, I'm gonna." write this many songs today or do you have to wait until the um inspiration hits yeah I'd probably say I was the second one definitely I um <laughs> I, I really wish that I was you know I've, I've, uh, I really wish I was one of those people that could go into a songwriting session and just in the two and a half hours that you're that you're blocked out there and write a smash hit song but I just don't think I'm quite there yet and I, maybe I will be one day but at the moment no and I always um I think about the Bill Withers interview quite a lot where he says that his record label um, always wanted him to have songs. And he was like, well, I'll write what I write and it's, and that's it when it comes. And and of course he he writes amazing songs when they come, but it was always, I always try and remind myself of that, of what he says, because if ever I feel a little bit anxious about the fact that I can't go in Monday to Friday on a songwriting session and, you know, whack out a a hit song in a, a few blocked hours, then it's not the end of the world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to kind of um, go off of that, uh, if you could, if you could collaborate with anybody, um, who would it be? And it could be like an artist or uh, a producer as well that you feel feel like could help you craft your kind of like dream sound. Oh, okay. I think I think there would be two actually. I think first one would be Alison Krauss because she changed my life. I think uh, hearing her songs was really impactful, um, and, and of, of course she's like a, a legend. So I think it'd be. I think I would love the opportunity to meet her, let alone work with her. Um, and the second would be Gregory Porter because he. I think he is a great example of someone who is so confident in his own sound, so comfortable in his own sound. And if you think about, I mean, especially in the UK, he, I mean, he's huge here in the UK, but in terms of what is, I guess, the mainstream style, like I don't think someone in the UK that was doing that would get the same opportunities or, you know, have the same audience. Whereas it feels like in America, 
they welcome you a little bit more with open arms and and I don't know um, I mean maybe but um I really admire his career I admire his, where he's come like his his acting he has an acting background as well and I think maybe we could be on the yeah I think we could have good chats and I think I could learn a lot from him if he would give me the chance <laughs> I would I I I get I, I actually am I'm to be honest I I was not expecting those answers but I don't I just don't listen to those artists I'm just going to be honest yeah. there I'm just going to be honest Yeah no I um that's absolutely fine I mean you it's it's whoever you I mean that's what's great about music it's it's subjective isn't it like one person yeah. can uh-huh. slate you and the next person can not so it, it really is so subjective and, and I think it's good to remind ourselves sometimes that that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's an art form and everybody has their, their kind of, some people just like this to stick in their like genres and stuff. And then other people are just like, well, I just like what I like and I like everything. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of like the um, more so like, I like a little bit, like a lot of everything, but, um, there are some genres where I'm just more like I uh, only I only like a little bit of yeah. that. Those are great responses. Uh, I guess I'd like to ask you about BBC. BBC has really been supportive, and my question is how how is somebody like the BBC and and um, especially BBC introducing. How can having the support of somebody like that or or a, a group like that um, for an artist of um, well, of artists of any caliber? But how how is how has that been for you? And um, stuff, yeah, just kind of elaborate on that. Yeah, they've been uh, massively important to my career so far. Without them, I don't think I would have had as much of a um maybe the success that I've had so far they um I mean what's great because I live in Essex so it's it's the BBC Essex that were kind of mm-hmm. took me under their wing essentially and again like at the time I was writing really sort of folky music a little bit country and it's in the UK as well at the time it, it was a very small pool mm-hmm. like there wasn't a massive audience here it's kind of laughed at a little bit because there's this really um stupid idea that it that um I don't know it's almost a little bit like a fancy dress theme for UK over here so like the country mm. vibe um so to have them really really supportive of what I was doing what I was creating at the time was was huge and and then getting featured on their show led to them pitching me towards a really major festival over here that I got them picked for and it went all over like BBC radio uh, like my set live which was again like massive and then because of the back of that um some american artists were coming over and i was open i was o- offered to open on their show so from like putting a song essentially on their wet on bbc essex's website opened a huge door and uh and i'm so grateful and, and even now they they continue to be as supportive and and it's almost what you said earlier on you know you you change that your musical style changes as you kind of grow up and you learn a bit more and Mm-hmm. And it has my my style has kind of changed now a little bit, and but their but their support hasn't like they're still as keen to support local artists and and again I think that's so rare. I think it's rare for people to 
offer that platform to independent, unsigned artists mm-hmm. in a genre that is not technically mainstream in the UK. So, yeah, I, I'm so grateful to them. And uh, I love what they're doing and I wouldn't be where I am without them. When you say, it's it's always interesting to me because when you say, like, kind of like country, kind of folk sound, um, in America, huge. <laughs> massive here and because we have like nashville and and music city and all it's it's huge here even though i live like on the west coast it's still like just massive here so i i honestly think that if more people heard your sound in america you it 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 wouldn't it wouldn't be deemed as kind of like crazy here because that is just well, especially the also with the fact that in um that a lot of people are just kind of blending so many different genres yeah. and it's just kind of like we do whatever the heck we want to do <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. so it's it's just it, when you, it was just um crazy to hear you say that it's like no where i'm from it's just weird to hear that and i'm like no. This just blows my mind every time I hear I know, it. it. It blows my mind. It, ha- it has the TV show Nashville was was played over here, and that was big. Mm-hmm. So you know the, the the genre did grow huge, and now you know London's O2 Arena every year they do this country to country festival, and that's massive. So it has grown loads in the last ten years, but but it, I, I almost had to be really clever about how I spoke about my musical style to British people because if I said that I wrote with a folk country style immediately they would have a judgment on what that was and who I'd be whereas if I didn't mention that and I would just kind of play the song or they'd hear the song it their reaction would be totally different and they'd go oh wow like I didn't realize that that's country music and and I think that's the really important important aspect I think more people in Britain that are trying to do the folk country style should embrace more is, you know, I, I didn't grow up in America. I didn't grow up in in that kind. I don't have the same experiences. So I write with a style that I love in the way that I know how and what's, what's truthful mm-hmm. to me. So it is It is a slightly, I feel like it's a slightly different sound. And and uh, I think, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that more people over here are going to do that. And hopefully maybe people overseas in America or elsewhere will, hear it and embrace it but again as we as we've mentioned many times it's subjective so I'm sure there'll be people that think my style Mm -hmm. isn't country at all and there'll be people who maybe don't listen to country that think that I'm very much so so yeah it'd be interesting to see yeah um well as I as I said before the the blending of genres is is massive here and because um, we have a lot of because uh, you did mention um, Allison Cross, you huge like, and she does a lot of blending of genres. And um, as I said before, a lot of the newer style of country here, they're blending like rap mm-hmm. and and stuff with into the sound of country. So I just think more so now, and it could just be me being blind about a lot of stuff, but. I just think it's more so people are just kind of doing whatever they want and they're just like, please don't put me into a box. I just want to make good music. And 
I just kind of hope that that's where people are going. And they just like, I just think this person sounds good. And yeah, it, that's all that matters. You're totally right. It's exciting to hear what people can create and what people come up with. And also audiences, we're not silly. We're not, we're not, you know, naive. We're not stupid. If ultimately you'll like what you want to like. And if so, if you feel like something's truthful, then you'll buy it. Like you'll, you'll, you'll lap it up. That's, I mean, that's what I do. And I hope, I feel like that's speaking to other people, you know, speaking to you. I feel like same wavelength. In, uh, and and it sometimes I think one, if you're in the music industry, it's easy to kind of forget that a little bit because you're, it's all about numbers mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm totally, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's really exciting what's happening. Um, I guess to, uh, another question I wanted to ask, um, since you're really into like, cause you like a whole country sound and you're coming from an area in, um, UK that is not always known for that. Where did you first hear it and what kind of drove you to saying like, that's what I like, that's what I love. Was there an artist in particular or music video? It was an artist. So it was Alison Krauss. I mean, my mum is a huge music fan. Okay. And, you know, growing up, I was, mm-hmm. she, she would, her music taste is really um, varied. Like we, it was going from Motown to kind of pop music to then Dolly Parton. And I, so I kind of hit, heard it all the time and I loved it, but I never really explored it because I was, a, you know, I was a kid in the 90s. So it was like Spice Girls and or I carry and, and that's mm-hmm. it. And then, so my sister-in-law is Canadian. And so just, you know, obviously in Canada as well, country music's huge. And uh, she had her music on and I was about 15. And uh, she had her music on one day and it was just kind of, you know, standard, standard songs. And all of a sudden this like voice came on the speakers singing this song that was so emotive and her voice was so pure and so amazing. And, she wasn't doing these like massive riffs and and she was just kind of singing the song and telling the story. And it might sound dramatic, but honestly, I, I was, I sat there and, and I could not believe what I was hearing. And it, it changed, it completely changed the course of my life. And that was Alison Krauss and it was the song stay. And I never looked back. And it's because of her that I am now singing and confident in my singing style. Cause I don't have a massive voice. I wish I did but I, I you you have to I, I'm not saying my voice is bad I think it's I think it's unique I think it's individual but I mean mm-hmm. you know I, I think she gave me the confidence to to sing because it was all about what you were singing and not so much how what you could do with it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah you mentioned Canada with uh country uh, music because they have their the, the the Shania Twain. She's oh. yeah. I mean, she's Shania Twain. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, what what artists are kind of like on repeat for you right now? What are you kind of playlisting? I really love Jacob Collier. Um, I think he's great. I mm-hmm. um. He's insane, just like the knowledge that he just kind of holds in his brain. And it blows my mind. It's, it's, it's crazy. He's, um, 
he's he I watch it on YouTube his videos all the time where he conducts the audience and they start mm-hmm. singing in harmony like oh mm-hmm. um so I listened to a lot of him recently he's just released a new song that that is on repeat 24 7 um I really like Yeba I really like uh Leon Bridges um in the country style mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Jason Isbell uh Marin Morris and uh there's an relatively new I mean she's not new but in terms of like record label and everything called Tiara who I love um so yeah they're quite it's 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 interesting yeah it's quite quite a range of styles but I think they're all um I think they're Mm -hmm. all amazing and I I just I get I love it when they release new songs because I'm like give me more I want to hear everything that you've got (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I I pretty much I think everyone you listen to I I just they all they're amazing they all have distinctive voices and it's just like you can immediately identify them and Yeva, oh my gosh her voice this is insane they all everybody every it's just sometimes you're just like what the heck is going (laughs) on like the voices and just create creativity and that's what i mean i just i love people that are so that Mm -hmm. that are so creative because it's just you think where on earth does that come from like where how do you think of things like this it's amazing Amazing. Uh, my my next question is uh what uh what do you hope listeners um ultimately take away when listening to your music um the thing that matters to me the most is that people hear my songs and feel like it's it's them, you know, it's their story, it's what they're going through. I'm not the type of artist that, um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, you get artists that you go to and you know it's going to be a really loud show, massive show, big songs, and and there's nothing absolutely, there's nothing at all wrong with that. It's it's brilliant. I just mean that I, I'm not that type of artist because I think. What I hope for is what I feel when I listen to songs, and especially during you know quite sad times or moments where I probably feel a little bit lonely. It's always songs and music that makes me feel like I'm not so much on my own anymore. And I, and I, out of anything, that's all I want. I write because of that, and if and maybe you know it's not going to please everyone, but. I think what really matters is is the times when people have messaged me and said really nice things about the songs that they've listened to and, and, and how it feels like they relate to it so much. And that's what I want. I want it to feel like it's you, I feel like to feel like you're talking to your mate when you when you listen to my song. Is that is that cheesy? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, no, 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 no. I, that's that's uh, what that, that's why I love music as well. The same reason is this: is it there's a comfort in knowing that this is what the uh, person put out, and that is a lot of vulner- vulnerability in that. And yeah, I think that's a lot of the music that I I was initially drawn in. Uh, drawn to there are those other songs that you just listen to because they have like a really nice beat 
and they're upbeat and you just want to dance. But I guess that's also the same kind of reason as well. But um, I'm always yeah. impressed by those those um, people that are able to kind of eloquently express themselves in just that kind of uh, song structure. Because for one thing, I am so long-winded. So it's hard for me to be like, hey, here's a song in this many amount of <laughs> um, sentences because I, I, I've always had trouble with that. I can go on for days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just fascinating, isn't it? Like, it's really interesting. And when when you talk to people about music and then there's always, there's always a song in, mm-hmm. in everyone's life that means a lot to them. And I love asking that question. I love I love finding out when I meet someone. I'm like, what, what's the song? And there's always one. And it always is something that is a bit surprising as well. Because I think it, oh, yeah, I think it says a lot about people. And um, I guess maybe your dream concert venue. <clears throat> I mean, the Ryman is definitely up there, just purely for you know history. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Royal Albert Hall here in London is iconic and it, I like the history behind mm-hmm. it and, and, you know, where it stands in, you know, I think, I think that's what I mean about the, the, the Ryman as well. I think it, it's so, you know, important to artists that have gone through it and the story behind it. And that's, I feel like that's the same here with the Royal Albert Hall. So they probably would be my two dream venues. One day, fingers crossed, one day. What is your pick for, um, so far, uh, your favorite, uh, album so far released this year? That's a tough question. Okay. I'll tell you what, I was a really big fan of, uh, the the new Harry Styles album. I think he is brilliant. Uh, I, I, at the moment, I don't think he's done anything wrong. I haven't think I don't think he's released a single bad song yet in his solo career. I know, which is insane. It's just like, like, have you seen his crowds at all the all the shows he's played? Yeah, it's massive. It's, it's like Beatlemania all I'm over again. Just, I know. I know. It's it's just stunning. And I think his biggest crowd was his last show, which was his hometown yeah. show, or you know, and it was just a sea of people. And I'm just like, I I can't. You would think that he would be, he couldn't beat the records with him and One D, because those were like Beatlemania. Yeah. But then now it's just like, what in the world is he saying? Like, he- I'm just I know. Shocked. I mean, he's like hugely talented, and you think surely there's got to be mm-hmm. one thing about him that doesn't quite work. But everyone that he's worked with, everyone that talks about him, always says that he's such a genuine guy. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're not horrible. But at the same time, how can you be that successful, mm-hmm. that talented, and also apparently that nice? Like, does that genuinely exist? Apparently, it does. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I, every, I, I'm just every time I go online and and I'm like Harry Styles is trendy and I see the crowds and stuff and I'm like wow, but the album is really really good. Do you have a favorite track on there? Um, 
Or is it hard to it pick? It is hard to pick. I mean, I I actually did think as it was was really um was mm. was amazing. I really did. I mean, obviously there's music for a sushi restaurant, also great. But um I'm still big time into the Fine Line album as well. I I know obviously with Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was incredible. Oh, I just think he's. I just think he's good. He's all right. Good. Yeah, because as it <laughs> yeah, because as it was when I first heard it, it sounds like nothing else out now. No. And for me, that's always like a plus. You're it's you're it, it's golden. yourself. it's solid. Yeah. Because there's not, because it's so many, so many things out now that just sound derivative and sound the same, and so, first of all, first of all, that comes out and it sounds like nothing else, and then all the stuff on his album sounds different, but yet it's cohesive. I I think, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I totally agree, and um, I think it's really brilliant as well that he does. He is so in his own style because mm-hmm. it it just proves that actually the audience is hugely there and yes okay you can argue that he's on he's successful because of one one direction and you know obviously they were massive they were great very pop and then so now like the change in his image and, and what he's doing would would people have embraced that sound if he hadn't been harry styles in one direction but i think I think the answer is yes to that, and it's because it proves that audiences want mm-hmm. something new. They want something individual. Give it a chance, like you know, see what happens. You just might enjoy yourself. Yeah, because I because I was I watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff on um, music and the music industry and things like that. And there's this one guy, this YouTuber, who just literally broke it down about why he made it and some of the other ones when the group had struggled and I was just like, that was, he, it was brilliant the way he, he broke it down mm-hmm. about how, uh, uh-huh. And he's, and he, and he said that mainly it came down to what you had mentioned that, um, Harry just was really had the, a, a, a great attitude about everything. He was humble and, um, he had great charisma and he took risks with his music. He was the one member that took the most risks. And they did mention that Zane originally took risks, yeah. but he, I think, I think the guy had, had said that his music on the first album was too focused on one thing. And then that's where he failed. But yeah, his, his stuff sounded so much different than actually what one D sounded yeah. like. Which is what's needed. It paid off. He's totally done the right thing because oh. if you're that famous, that successful in a pop boy band, I just yeah, I don't. I agree. I don't think it maybe would have uh, bought that sort of, sort of cemented itself so much had he have continued, but in the same in the same style in the same way. I love it. I don't think I'll ever hate anything that mm-hmm. he does. Give me more. <laughs> I listen to it all on repeat, twenty four seven. And, um, oh, I think you had mentioned um, earlier um, about the one song that everyone has. If you don't mind answering that, what's, what's your one song? Um, so mine is a little bit obscure, 
but it's Rhymes and Reasons mm-hmm. by John Denver. And oh, wow. that's because um, I think the story in that song is about hope and about optimism when things look awful, looking towards like nature and and the future in, in like, you know, people. And I think that that is just a really nice thing to be writing about anyway. But it's also really quite important because it was um, like an old home family video where it's just like a, we're all kind of around each other's house and it's sort of just, just people just chatting like rubbish. It's, you know, like background noise, rubbish in the background. And but everyone's like sort of smiling and happy. And, and during this bit in that, in that sort of home film, my uncle has put on John Denver and that song's on. And for some reason it just suits the moment really well. And it, every time I hear that song now, it reminds me of my family. It reminds me of, you know, being with them, love and all and all that. And I just think that the, the lyrics in it are really sweet. So, but when I say that to people, then they listen to it. They're like this, <laughs> I just, it's brilliant. So yeah, that'd be mine. Listen to the live version. It's really sweet. It's cute. What's yours? And, Can I ask? Um, What's yours? Well, I, when I was younger, I think um, it was She Will Be Loved by uh, Maroon 5. And I guess that one kind of, uh, it changed into more of, uh, now I, it's it's Flaws by Bastille. Oh, nice. Because it speaks, because, like, what for what reason? Um, there's a line in there where um where he's talking where uh where he's talking about you have always worn your flaws um up, upon your sleeve. So yeah. that's that it's the that lyric. Yeah. Isn't it incredible? Right. It, it's it, I can really kinda go into a lot of it, but yeah. yeah. It'd be a good it'd be a good chat to have. I'd be interested to hear that one day about why it speaks so much. I love music. And um, <laughs> anything else you would like to add um, that I might have missed? No, to be honest, it's been so lovely chatting with you and getting to know you and, and talking about music. And, yeah, thank you so much for being patient with me earlier on with those technical difficulties. But, yeah, I've really loved chatting with you. And-